Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. WSBTradio.com, the WSBT radio app, and on Twitch. As Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated insider Mike Singer. We always enjoy our conversations with Mike Singer talking Notre Dame football recruiting. We're in the midst of spring practice. Here in South Bend, so let's get the latest on what's happening with some possible future Notre Dame football players. Of course, you can read all about it at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. And besides listening to our interview on WSBT Radio Sportsbeat, we are also available on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. Mike, how are you? Doing great. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. Some warm weather here in South Bend, perfect for spring practice, so we like that. Well, you were down in Tennessee where it was probably really nice last weekend watching some seven-on-seven involving Notre Dame's quarterback commit in the next class, C.J. Carr. Give me your thoughts on what you saw C.J. throwing that pigskin around. It was a pretty effortless weekend. Um, They played in five games total. It was a small tournament. I think there's only like eight teams. Usually at these, there's like 25 or 30. So it was a small tournament and not too many games. And, you know, he's switching off with the other quarterback on on his team as they, you know, just rotate. And not great competition, Darren. Um, I mean, the other teams didn't really have many Division I players, to my knowledge. But uh, CJ uh, just kind of made everything look easy. Uh, You could count on – two hands, the amount of in- incompletions he had in five games. I think it was something like seven or eight. So slinging the ball around, down the field, short to intermediate pass game, just kind of did everything and w- w- was pinpoint. I, it's always good to see in, in person, like, you know, how, how the players, what they're like as people. Like, what what are they like with their teammates? Are they you know, very strict and business-like? Or is, at these seven-on-seven events, they're really just to have fun, right? I mean, at the end, it's not real football. No one, it's not big money on the line. It's seven-on-seven football. It's just some good off-season training. What what is what are these guys like? And, and Carr was, you know, serious when he needed to be, um, especially when you get into pool or excuse me, bracket play, and you're in the final, the championship game. Like you kind of see, there's a lot less talking, uh, you know, at that point. Um, and the guys are much more serious. So Carr would have a lot of fun with his teammates. Um, I mean, he, he even played a few snaps at receiver during one <laughs> blowout game. You know, like a lot of fun, you know, goofy kid at times, you know, just like all these teenagers are just, you know, have, have and fun with the other boys. And, and then, you know, when, when it's time to get serious, it's, you know, it, it's all business. And, and yeah, and, Again, there's not a real a lot for me to take away from this as far as like, wow, do you think CJ Carr is really good based on like, I can just tell you that he was very accurate. I mean, I love his mechanics, his decision making, his way he can manipulate defenses with his eyes. Like he's very good with some of these things, um, Darren. I mean, he's 
I was talking to Source on the Notre Dame side of things this week about Carr, and he's going to come in ready to play. You know, I don't know if he'll play as a true freshman or not, but he is more of a, I don't want to call him close close to a finished product, but he's more ready-made to play earlier in his career than most quarterbacks do. One thing I notice about, and for the people watching on the YouTube channel, you're watching video of Carr throwing down in Tennessee, a very effortless motion. I think it is a motion that is easy to replicate, which is very, very important. And I just love the way, Mike, the ball comes out of his hand. There's not a whole lot of effort, even when he throws the ball 40, 50 yards down the field. It's not like he has to get his whole body into it. It's just kind of a flick of the wrist, which is very, very impressive. No wobble either. No. This is all from the pocket. He's really good throwing outside the pocket, too. He's a pretty darn good athlete. So, it's easy, and what I do like about this is even if a, if a receiver's fairly covered, like he's not a he's not running wide open five yard separation. If there's a, a defender near the receiver, he knows how to put the ball exactly where the defender can't get it. Only his guy can. You see that a lot in the red zone. That's kind of a um, you know, and maybe an underrated thing about Carr. You know, it's just that that pinpoint accuracy in the red zone. And this is, again, this is seven on seven. There's, um, again, no pass rush. He knows he can't get hit, all those kind of things. But still, you can see the arm talent, and I would put his arm talent with anyone in the country. And I would have to imagine, Mike, knowing his bloodlines and seeing what he has done at the high school level, he's already got a high football IQ coming to South Bend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, his dad played quarterback in Michigan. His grandfather's Lloyd Carr. I mean, the, the guy knows football. And that was a conversation I had with him, Darren, was uh, I was like, CJ, I, I get the sense that you don't really care about recruiting. Like, it, you know, you're, you're a football guy. That's what CJ Carr is. He's a football guy. And this is one of my favorite quotes really ever, Darren. Because I asked CJ, I was like, look, this is my read on this. Tell me what you think. And you can find the full story of Blue and Gold. This Q&A was absolutely fantastic. Carr had some really good stuff to say um, about, you know, the Notre Dame staff, the status of his commitment, really everything. So this is the quote. He said, I don't want to be recruited. Just talk ball with me. I don't need the graphics. Let's go install the offense. Like, he told me, he's like, I don't want them. If they're going to, like, if Notre Dame's going to talk to me in, in a day, don't ask me about, <laughs> hey, I was school today. He's like, let's, let's, let's talk ball, like, tell me about your concepts on offense. Like I want to learn the verbiage and I want to get there ready to play. So it's like, he loves the school side of things in Notre Dame. Like he understands all of that. He gets it, but he doesn't need, he doesn't need to talk about that stuff anymore. Like it's, it's more of, okay, give me the football side of things. That's all he's worried about. He is Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm WSBT Radio's Darren Pritchett. Mike, I know recently we had a conversation about Carr. He had been a little bit on the quiet side once Tommy Reese left for Alabama. Jared Parker comes in. Not only as tight end coach, but now offensive coordinator. Gino Gadouli becomes the quarterback coach. He comes from Wisconsin. But after talking to him, and I don't want to give away all your premium information at blueandgold.com. We want people to go there. But I get the sense from reading your stuff that you came away feeling like this kid still absolutely loves Notre Dame. And 
he probably needed just a little time to get to know what this coaching staff was going to do on the offensive side of the football. Fair? Yeah, I, I think that absolutely. Look, I mean, there's a lot of changes. You have Reese leaving and, you know, a guy who recruited them for, you know, a couple of years. Um, you have these new guys coming in and, and Carr had known Parker a little bit. And as the tight ends coach, when I think Carr's been to campus 10 times and, and it will be number 11 uh, Thursday. Um, and then Gino Gadouli offered him when Gadouli was at Cincinnati, but the Bearcats had no shot there, right? And then CJ Carr is one of the top quarterbacks in the country with offers from basically every school in the country. So I, I think it made sense for him to be like, man, there's all this change. My phone's blowing up nonstop. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to be a kid. I'm going to put my phone away. Like, I, I just want to go play zone seven and, and, and train and uh, work out and all that stuff. So just get to know these guys, like take a step away from the national spotlight. And it, you're starting to see a little bit of it come back to where he's starting to tweet a little bit more about Notre Dame. Like some, you know, tweet out, a, you know, the shamrock emoji to some guys <laughs> asking, or is a defensive lineman who I actually talk about in a bit in your show, Darren. Like, hey, you know, where's home? And CJ throws the, the shamrock emoji. So it's, you're starting to come back a little bit more toward, towards him being that public figure, um, you know, leading Notre Dame's class publicly as we've seen guys like Blake Fisher and, and Drake Bowen do in years past. So we're starting to, it's starting to come back around. Like, he's definitely getting more comfortable with those guys. Visiting campus Thursday and he'll be back for the blue-gold game in a couple of weeks too. So um, all definitely seems well there. Any concern that folks may have had with Carr, you know, not being super solid with his commitment, I think it's time to put that to rest. Okay, that's good to know. Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider. Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Let's transition into the class of 2025. There's a lot of activity on your Twitter page and at blueandgold.com involving Notre Dame football recruiting in that class, including I think we've seen some quarterback conversation as well. How would you assess where the coaching staff is right now with recruiting that particular class? Yeah, if history has anything to say, Notre Dame should start to land their first few commitments in the 2025 class. I think that, you know, the 2024 one, you know, they had their first commitment in the spring game. Brandon Davis went later decommitted. But, you know, late spring, early summer, you'll start to see Notre Dame get some commitments. By the start of the football season, I would imagine Notre Dame's at like five or six commitments in that in the 2025 class. So, after a pretty good spot at the quarterback position, Darren, and just this past weekend, uh, the Fighting Irish had Deuce Knight, um, a quarterback from Mississippi, who top hundred player, number eight quarterback in the uh, in the country in, in his cycle. Notre Dame's really excited about him. From what I hear, he's going to be one to keep an eye on. Six four hundred ninety pounds, a lefty, um, really good one. I mean, the athleticism, the arm strength. Notre Dame sources are pretty excited about him. Yeah, I mean, they got several quarterback offers out. Knight's not the only one. The running back board, I would say, is in a pretty early place. No no one that really sticks out is like, oh, that's the guy. Receiver, um, I mean, Talon Taylor, you have someone from Chicagoland, and he's ranked as the number 14 overall player, number three receiver. There's a lot of excitement about him. Jamie French is the number 20 overall player in the class. That's another big-time receiver. Dalen McCutcheon's visiting campus. I mean, Lots of big-time talent at receiver who Notre Dame has already had on campus. 
um, and are and their East guys are very interesting. Irish. You have Jerome Bettis Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he's six three, hundred eighty five pound receiver. You can guess who his father is. You know, you know Notre Dame's going to do fine at tight end. James Flanagan, an Irish legacy, and Ryan. Uh, I'm not 100 sure how to pronounce the last name. Ryan G. We'll just call him Ryan G. Uh, he's visited. He visited campus back to back weekends, March 25th and April 1st. You know Notre Dame's going to do fine at tight end, and then tackle's pretty interesting. Or, excuse me, pretty early for that. Only three offers out for for tight end prospect. Or excuse me, offensive line prospect. So uh, on the offensive side of the ball, Darren, it's early, but you know, I'd say Notre Dame's in a pretty good spot. Mike, is there, before the end of spring practice, a big recruiting weekend for the Irish? The 25th, March 25th and April 1st weekends, those are the big ones. You're going to have a little, like, there's going to be a few prospects this weekend. And then during the week, too, kind of sprinkled in. Uh, the April 15th, there'll be a few prospects. But really, the three big ones for the spring were March 25th, April 1st. And then the blue-gold game will be... You know, it'll be bonkers. You're, you're going to have probably all your 2024 commitments, or most of them. You have class of 2023 signees who haven't enrolled early yet. They're going to make it 2025 prospect. Darren, you've even seen class of 2027 players. I mean, it, it's eighth graders, I think. So it's it's going to be mayhem. It always is for the Blue Gold game. It seems like the last couple of cycles there has been one recruit that – might be considered a diamond in the rough for some people. Now, a couple of years ago, you were a big, well, you were the leader of the Joe Alt fan club. And really, for a lot of people, he was a diamond in the rough. He was a big surprise that he was such an impact guy right away. So despite you being big on him right away, he's kind of a diamond in the rough for the majority. Last year, I think we can all agree, cornerback Benjamin Morrison might fall into that category. So... Very early in the process, we're talking spring practice where some things don't turn out the way we think they're going to. There's a lot of buzz about Ben Minich right now. Supposedly he's got three interceptions during spring practice. So why don't you do a little reboot, remind us about Minich in the recruiting process, and should we consider him a diamond in the rough, at least a possibility? I thought you were going towards who's your Joe Walt for the 2024 class. I'm like, Darren, I don't know yet, man. You got to give me a little bit more time. <laughs> so going to Minick, that's maybe that. It's an interesting one. Alt and Morrison, both summer and release, who just exploded as true freshmen. You don't, uh, you see it at Notre Dame, but not a lot of places. Um, ben Minick being that, that's an inter- It's an interesting one because Notre Dame would certainly. I mean, they have safeties, you know, DJ Brown, Thomas Harper, like they got guys, but could Minnick come in and be that guy? It's, it's interesting. He's not the biggest guy, Darren. I mean, I'll pull up what he's actually listed at. You know what number he's rocking? 2022 sounds right. What number is Ben Minnick wearing? I really want to pull up what his size is right now. I don't have my ben number. Ben wearing 22. 5'11 and 7'8. So he's right on the cusp of six foot. He's listed at 190. He's not not the biggest safety. Talking okay, so rebooting him as a as a prospect, speed. I mean, track star, like four or five kind of guy, like the guy, uh, sub easily sub uh, eleven uh, in the hundred meter. I think he was running crazy stuff, like ten four, ten five. I don't remember, but he's running crazy numbers in the hundred meters. Four, uh, you know, 
in the 40. I know he impressed Notre Dame when he camped there last summer. Um, so, yeah, w- when you look through the recruiting class, no one's like, oh, Ben Minnick, that's the player I'm most excited about. Um, but his the versatility to play multiple spots in the back end, um, both safety spots, maybe can come up and play nickel. Like, that really good athlete there. Fast as heck, really good athlete. It would surprise me if he's the, you know, the, the Joe Walter, the 23 cycle where he – um, just comes in and makes a big impact as a freshman. Now, who that guy is, um, it, it, it's tough because you usually don't see it coming. Even though no. I, I was a huge believer in Joel, I didn't see it as a true freshman. I didn't see Ben Morrison being the impact guy as a true freshman. So my guess wouldn't be Ben Minnick for it, but I haven't been right so far. So hmm. maybe it is. I'm really going to test your memory here. When you think back to okay. Alt in the recruiting process, was he being recruited by the who's who, the premier teams of college football? No. Well, the 2021 cycle for Alt, that was the that was the big COVID year, yeah. right, where they didn't get to take – I mean, they got to take, like, unofficials early before COVID, but then that was a class that couldn't take any official visits. It was from, you know – March of 2020 through the rest of their process that they couldn't have any face-to-face contact with college coaches. That's when I was doing all these interviews with players who just did a self-guided tour of campus. Like that's a big story. Like, Oh, you're taking a, just walking around campus. Can't see the coaches or really do much, but uh, in yeah, Minnesota in state schools after him, I think he had Wisconsin, probably his other biggest offer other than Notre Dame, Iowa, Iowa state, but it was something like, eight or nine offers wasn't anything crazy i mean you got to remember it's like six seven like 220 as a junior and before he committed to notre dame like committed to notre dame before the start of the senior season um never played really offensive tackle he's a off he was a tight end that basically wow. played as a tackle um caught a few passes nothing crazy but yeah it was a total project diamond in the rough kind of guy and then by the time he got to Notre Dame, he was up to like 280 or 290. Like, the guy got massive in just, a, you know, time frame of, a, you know, 12 to 18 months or so. Guy puts on all this weight, and you're like, man, that can't be good for you. But, no, it was all good weight. His family was monitoring it. His dad had a similar transition as a, as a lighter guy who, you know, grew into a, an offensive tackle. And then John Alt, you know, went on to be a pro bowler with the Chiefs. So something that they're familiar with, like, hey, you're putting on all this weight so fast, how can we make it, you know, not uh, something where you could be injury prone because of this? Like, can't be great on your body, put on that weight. But no, here he is. Get him. Probably be a first-round pick next year. Well, had we known when you became president of his fan club, we should have made him a stock on Wall Street. You could retire right now. (laughs) I know, right? Seriously. I mean, he's can't imagine he's going to come back next year, right? I mean, he well, might be the first tackle He could be a top 10 pick, taken. Mike. He could be number one pick. Yeah, absolutely. A left tackle in the NFL, priceless. Yeah. Priceless. Amazing. Well, let's hope he stays healthy, which is good for him and good for the Notre Dame football team and good for Sam Hartman in 2023. Okay, so I guess we're past the halfway point of spring practice, but still so much to cover. And I think we've teased the C.J. Carr stories a lot in this particular presentation but it's worth mentioning once again that's worth the price of going to blueandgold.com and becoming a member yeah definitely which our current deal i believe is 
it's still the twenty nine ninety nine gets you access to the start of the football season, which is what five five months away or four and a half months away, something like that. So you do the math there. I mean, you're 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 talking about less than ten bucks um, a month if, if you know I wasn't a math major, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna guess I'm in the ballpark. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a deal and a half still, and uh, go to blueandgold.com see what it's all about. I mean, the the amount of premium content we post for our, our subscribers is a fantastic a large volume of content plus the great quality and then the blueandgold.com message board um, is, is the place to be to interact with all these Fighting Irish fans and, and, and our staff as well so it's a lot of fun I love it and uh, yeah just recommend people go to blueandgold.com and check it out all right, Mike, thank you so much for your time and your information. Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. We will talk to you again next week. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Derek. Thank you so much, Mike Singer. Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. He joins us normally every Tuesday, but this week on Thursday, and we look forward to our next visit with Mike. We'll take a timeout. More Budweiser's weekday sports beat coming up in a moment on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 